We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is February 14th, 2022. Luke, it's the day of love, baby. Day Happy of Valentine's love. Day, Luke. You, did you? Uh, I hope you took care of the wife. Uh, yes. Um, you know we we're we're not we're not big on Valentine's, right? So like we'll get well. She's sitting over there. I can't tell you what what, what I'll do, but it's not going to be anything crazy. It'll probably be the generic, you know. Um, but uh, girl loves chocolate. What can I say? So I mean, who doesn't? There'll you know be some saying? of that involved. But um, but yeah. So what are you guys doing? Any date night stuff? Oh uh, yeah, so we th- we got this little Italian spot mm-hmm. in uh, the town that we live in, Tasso Italiano. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a lesser known place in the area, but very very good. The service is always great. You know, nice uh, nice setting, pretty romantic. The food's always excellent. The portions are always great. And uh, John Bon Jovi actually uh, was at Tasso Italiano a few months ago. So wow. if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. So we go there every year um, for Valentine's Day, mm. so that we will be continuing that tradition, uh, you know, this year. Looking forward to it. Carmen's, you know, pretty much just give me chocolate. She always wants like a card with like a nice handwritten message. If I don't do that, then I might as well not have done anything at all. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch. So, enough about our wives. Luke. Mm. The Super Bowl is tonight. We're it- recording this early on Sunday. Usually we record this Sunday You're welcome. Nights, but we want to sit and watch the freaking Super Bowl tonight, you know, like you know, Americans do. Um, right. You guys will already know the results, so this is all. Yeah. This is just for Jonathan and I to to discuss. Go. Joe Shiesty. are yeah. you? Are you? Uh, you you said you're you're on record here saying that you're you're rooting for the Bengals, right? I'm. You won't be Bengals. mad if the Rams. I won't win, be mad. But I'm you'd glad like to see you know, the I'm, Bengals. I'm very happy that both of these teams got to the Super Bowl. I think you know Matt Stafford definitely deserves it. Joe Burrow, if he doesn't win it this year, you know he's got a, you know probably another twelve, fifteen Just draft years, whatever this man it is. No line, and we'll definitely see him back. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, I mean, kind of he'll yeah. get banged up too much before he gets too many tries. They need yeah. to get some O line in there. 
that being said, I would still like to see Joe Burrow um, pull it out. I just like Joe Burrow. He's just a fun guy. Hey, listen, sacked nine times against the Titans, and they still pulled it off. I, I think that I think he could could get sacked north of twelve times. Dude, so we'll, we'll Patrick see. Patrick Mahomes is you know brother and you know wife or you know what baby mama is. whatever is going on there. That's all. Joe like, Burrow's national hero. Dude, the one clip that is just like. I don't know. She doesn't bother me that much. Jackson Mahomes is kind of annoying. But the one where she's screaming into the camera, how do you like this now? <laughs> like that one is just so obnoxious. It's like you don't deserve anything good in life. But no. she does, of course. I'm sure she's a fine person, but I'm not. just a little bit annoying. I think she's a little annoying. Jackson Mahomes, yeah. everyone that you talk to knows who Jackson Mahomes is. And yeah. the, the funniest part about it all, though, Jonathan, is that I think uh, I don't know why I'm invested in this, but I am on TikTok. There are so many people with a million plus followers, right? They've reached it. They've eclipsed it. There are so many people on that app. It is so easy. If you are a famous person to hit a million followers, Jackson Mahomes, I think just hit a million. He was sitting at like 700 K, but everybody knows who he is. So that tells you how unlikable this kid is. Man's twerking all over the field. I don't, I don't want to see any of that. So I'm so glad well, that I don't a, There's see a, that. a video out there that not many people have seen of, oh. of, of my guy doing the savage dance. I don't want to. I don't want to throw any names out there. You don't know. You don't know. They nothing. don't know. I know. You and I know. Listen. No, don't, don't worry. No one else is going to see Jackson that, but... Mahomes wishes. All right. He wishes. <laughs> he wishes he had. He could dance like me. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Yeah. Um. My wife had no idea who he was. I mm. pulled up his TikTok. And she's like, just turn that off. Yeah. I can't. She's like, I can't watch that. It's pretty like, bad. TikTok at one point had just a reputation of purely cringeworthy videos. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I think, much more well-rounded. And there is a lot of interesting stuff on TikTok and a lot of funny stuff on there now. Mm-hmm. But he is still like the undisputed king of cringe on TikTok, I think. He sucks. He sucks. Yeah. Maybe he's a good person. I really don't know. Really don't know. He Looks sucks. Like I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
All right, folks, let's talk some Orlando Magic basketball. Uh, speaking of Orlando Magic basketball, again, uh, with the Bengals shout-out, Dan Savage. Hope you're having a great Monday. Hope they won it for you last night. Um, we've called first dibs of getting Dan Savage on the podcast. I already DM'd him. I said, hey, we called first dibs. You know, if, you, if he still wants to come on, if you know, hopefully not, but if they lose, he still wants to come on, more than welcome. But especially if they win, would love uh, Dan Savage to, to come on the pod so we can you know, celebrate with him. But, Luke, uh, this week your Orlando Magic went 1-2 and two on the week. Uh, Tuesday night at Portland, a 113-95 to win over the Trailblazers uh, without C.J. McCollum, the first uh, game after he was traded. And then uh, losses on Friday and Saturday night back-to-back at Utah, 114-99. to And then last night got destroyed by the Suns uh, in Phoenix, Lost 132, Luke, to 105. The Magic now have a record of 13-45 and 45 on the season, which is good for the second-worst record in the Eastern Conference, the second-worst record in the NBA. Uh, they are basically one game ahead of the Detroit Pistons. Uh, hey, uh, right? Jonathan, what, yes. uh, real quick, I just want to intervene here. I just remembered. Totally yeah, interrupt forgot me. Go this. ahead. Um, is, your, is your Venmo, is it Jay Osborne uh, 21? Is that what it was? Why are you telling people this? What? I'm telling people I, this because I, I completely spaced. We made a little friendly $5 wager on the last episode about the Suns and the Magic and who would win that game last night. Oh. And I, I mentioned so I, it. I won that? I forgot all about that. You won because the, the, the Magic Don't lost. be sending me Venmo requests, people. Yes, that is my Venmo. <laughs> don't be sending me Venmo requests. You want to send me money, I'm not going to turn it away, but I don't want any Venmo requests. I'm not paying for your Starbucks, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Like, yes, that is my Venmo. Mm, and okay. I, I'm I'm glad that you are a, a a gentleman and a man of your word because I honestly forgot all about that. Well, that's good because I just sent it and then my uh good man. my my, well, my money you. my 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 caption here is magic suck. So, well, well, that's well now my kids can eat. Yeah. I didn't you know I don't appreciate the insult. I already knew that, but what yeah. a, good on you, Luke. Um, I appreciate that. I, we try to I, honor. I, I spend that five dollars wisely. Maybe not all in one place. Mm, that's good. All right. So right now, the Magic, in terms of offensive rating, 28th on the year with a 103.7 offensive rating. They have crept up, Luke, to 23rd in defensive rating, 112.1 points per 100 possessions allowed. And they are still 28th in the league in overall net rating, negative 8.4. So that's really it for the uh, state of the Magic. We're, we're mostly, this is our first episode after the trade deadline. Uh, we're mostly going to talk about that. I mean... Luke, we can briefly touch on the you know the last couple of games since our last episode, Utah Jazz um, and the Phoenix Suns. Really, both of these games. Um, Are you surprised? Disappointments. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, you know, really confident about our chance of winning these games. But in both of these games, they made it look for a little bit like they actually had a chance uh, to win. So. Like Utah gets out to a big first quarter lead, the Magic come back, and at halftime you're like, "All right, we're down, but you know we've we've definitely got a shot." The Magic have a strong third quarter, and then just kind of let go of the ropes uh, against the Jazz. Just didn't really have enough to to close that game out. And then last night, so had another wedding, my third wedding of the year already. I guess it's mm. it's wedding season. Season of love. And my wife and I are driving home from Siesta Key. It's about a two hour drive. So we start driving home just as the Magic game is starting. So I'm listening to the game. Um, like I have the you know my phone playing the the game. My wife's watching and I'm listening, and I keep asking like, 
oh, what's the score? Because I'm you know trying to pay attention to the road like a safe driver should. Um, where do you work? State Farm? Allstate. Allstate. You know, you're in good farm. hands with me driving. Yeah. Allstate? Yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, I'm trying to, you know, my wife is, you know, pregnant and want her to feel like she's in good hands, you know, driving, mm-hmm. even though I have insurance, no offense, Luke. Sister company. Um, it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the online so, right. state. It's the, yeah. Yeah. perfect. Yeah. Kind of. Yep. You're sort of all wonderful. State. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm like, oh, what's the score? And she's like, oh, it, it was like 25 to 28 or whatever. And then I asked like 10 minutes later and she's like, oh yeah, the magic are down by 17. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> So I watched most of the second half of this game, but by the time I was able to get home, park the car and everything like that, this game was like really already out of hand. Like the second half got very ugly for the Magic really quickly. Like the Phoenix, you know, basically up by 20 to 30 most of the second half, uh, on, you know. And uh, yeah, Luke, these, uh, you kind of go into these games, you know, Utah, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Phoenix has been the best team in the NBA this year. And you're like, yeah, we're probably going to lose pretty handily to to these teams, but it doesn't make it any easier in the moment when you're getting blown out and you're forcing yourself to sit there and watch these games. Well, I wanted to to talk real quick uh, to make kind of a, a note about the Magic. Um, so the Magic put out uh, an article today. I believe it was uh, Josh, Josh Cohen uh, of the Magic put out an article, basically some interesting facts since January 1st, Jonathan. This fact kind of goes against what happened last night fully, um, but it is something worth noting, and it's something that I brought up about like the points in the paint the Magic are seemingly putting up more and more every night, it seems. Uh, so this bullet point in the article says, the Magic are making it a concerted effort to attack the basket, averaging 22.5 field goal attempts on drives since January 1st, which is the sixth most in the league. Great stat. Uh, kind of fully backs up what I the, the train I've been riding about the Magic just seemingly uh, getting better about scoring in the paint, making a more of a concerted effort, as he put it, to be you know in the paint, draw contact, get to the line, score a bucket, whatever it might be. Last night, Jonathan, the Magic put up just 36 points in the paint, while the Suns had 68 points in the paint. That's not good. You're <laughs> you're not gonna win the game. When you very high level analysis. Luke. Yes, you're not going to win the game when the opponent shoots eight percent better from three on the same amount of. Uh, essentially, you shoot the ball seven more times. The Magic shoot fifteen of forty one from three. The Suns shoot fifteen of thirty four. Uh, shoot forty four percent from the from the three point line to the Magic's thirty six. You're not going to win that game if the other team also basically doubles you up in the paint. Um, ultimately, leading to that terrible loss there i it was a really painful game to ha- watch mainly especially that second half yeah um i i don't want to take too much from this game no, um they're just like better. the magic are one of the worst teams in the league noted uh, i don't feel like we need to spend a lot of time harping on that and the suns are one of the if not the best team in the league right they, now they are. Mm-hmm. and we we are well aware of you know the magic problems like again you know turnovers big deal in this game 15 for the magic to uh phoenix is seven we know rebounding is an issue for this team magic again not crazy but getting out rebounded 52 to 44 and we know the defense is getting better um but with that being said uh like you said you know, what was it 68 points in the paint just unacceptable and it no shows in the field goal night. percentage, 52% from the floor for the Phoenix Suns, and you alluded to 44% from the three-point line. 
defense wasn't good enough tonight. The Magic didn't take care of the ball well enough tonight. They didn't rebound well enough. They didn't shoot the ball well enough. And that is just a perfect formula to get blown out by a legitimate title contender. You you had one true bright spot on both ends of the floor last night, Jonathan. And that was Jalen Suggs. Jay Money. First double-double of his of his career, I believe, is what they put out last night. Yep. And he had 20 and 10. Um, I couldn't remember if there was another mark. Highest, what's the most he's had in the game? I think that was his, uh, I think that was Curtis his first point. time reaching double digit assists. And double if digit, you, double digit, that's what it was. A, yep. It was 10 assists. I can, yep. I can pull it up. I remember reading that, but I wanted to point out the magic lose this game by, what was it? 27. Does that sound right? Yes. Sounds about right. Um, yep, it was his first game. Um, he's had a couple of eight assists, one, nine assists. This was his first 10 assist game. Uh, he had a minus five plus or minus last night when you lose by 27. That's pretty good. Um, to give you an idea, Franz minus 12, Dell minus 11, Bomba minus 15. Uh, First career double, double for Jalen Suggs. Yep. Cole Anthony minus 23. Cole seemed to have his rhythm offensively, but you know, we, we know the drill when it comes to Cole defensively. It's, it's, it's not all butterflies and rainbows with him. I the other teams know the drill, unfortunately. Yeah, and they know that that is where you want to attack the Magic's offense. Like I think you had a tweet in that Josh Cohen article talking about you know how good the defensive rating has been for that unit. Right. And I I mean I think it speaks a lot to Franz is a good team defender. I I, I don't want to say he's like this amazing on ball um, yeah. like on ball defender yet. I think he can get there. Obviously, Wendell, Jalen Suggs are the two guys that are really carrying um, the load defensively for yeah. this team and for that unit. You know, Mo obviously can help, you know, chase down blocks from time to time. But everyone knows right now that Cole Anthony is the, you know, kind of the weak spot um, in that defense, which is just like, ooh, I would love to see what a Markel in that mm-hmm. lineup, you know, kind of looks like. Or if you're just going to go like, throw Suggs at the point guard and you know swap out Cole for like J.I. and you have a lineup of like Suggs, Carter Jr., Bamba, Wagner, and Jonathan Isaac right? and see what that looks like. And that's, I was kind of, I, I we're going to talk about this in a moment, Michael Carter-Williams being waived, but part of me this season wanted to see Michael Carter-Williams in one of these lineups because like that's just like, it, it's just the, that's like a shackle lineup. Like mm-hmm. teams are 100% not scoring. And then I think Josh always also mentioned in that article that uh, opponents against Jalen Suggs are shooting forty yeah. percent, um, and on average five percent lower than their normal field goal percentage. So yeah. I've been saying this all year: like Jalen Suggs has objectively been the best defender for the Magic, and I feel like I don't know. I was like, eh, am I am I biased in saying that? But it's just more confirmation to me that like it's it's the eye test. Yes, I love Jalen Suggs. I I love you know his potential as a defender and like that stats like that by Josh Cohen. Um, just kind of it's confirmation bias, but that's totally fine. But I, I think it's evidence. I don't think it's just bias. I think it's evidence that he like legitimately right now is our our best defender. Super excited to see if uh, we ever get to see Jonathan Isaac. And or you know Markel Fultz again be really great to see all those guys together. Did, did you uh, take a glimpse at the first bullet point of that article when uh, 
If I were to ask you who's been the best Orlando Magic scorer since January 1st. I believe it was Wendell, wasn't it? It was. 16.2 points on 52.9% uh, overall shooting, and also the best rebounder on the Magic since January 1st in the 15 games that he's been back, uh, averaging 10.3 rebounds. He's been the best rebounder all year. Like, we could just, that's yeah. all you got to say. It's like, Wendell's just by far, in a way, the best rebounder on this team. And what's crazy, I'm going to pull this up right now. I don't really know the um, answer to this question. But I feel like the second best rebounder on the team is going to be Jalen, uh, not Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony. Mm. Let me pull this up here. Let's go to NBA.com. We're just going to search for the Orlando Magic. Let's do that. And let's see uh, rebounds per game. It's actually Mo Bamba. All right. 5.9, but Cole is right behind him at 5.2. Mo Bamba's so, averaging Mo. how many rebounds? Mo is averaging 5.9 rebounds. And how many minutes? Uh, 26.3 per Good. game. Good night yeah oh that excuse is, me okay he, no, there's no okay. way right i'm sorry i'm looking at defensive i am looking at defensive <sighs> rebounds mo bamba is at eight okay wendell is at 10 okay cole That's, anthony's at 5.8 my apologies mm. i'm an idiot that is my <laughs> own fault i can't always read so yes my sincerest apologies to mo bamba with that being said mo bamba's got like longer arms than almost 99.99999 percent of recorded history so you know still eight rebounds to me isn't good enough but no it it is what it is so uh yeah luke it just comes this whole last couple of games for the magic magic are bad they played two teams you know top good six teams in the league who are very very good and Sons, they lost jazz, Utah jazz did not basketball. have rudy gobert and that's probably why this game was as close as it was but in the end you know, the better team uh, proved themselves and, uh, you know, the Magic lost the last two games since we last recorded. Fun. Good stuff. Luke, our last episode obviously came out Thursday morning. We recorded it Wednesday night, the night yeah. before the trade deadline. We made some predictions of what we thought was going to happen, and none of that happened, plus some. Mm. So, the only move the Magic made on Thursday was they traded their um, 20, was it the 2023 second round pick? Yeah, but protected it is to 55. protected to 55. So which basically, means the Magic would have to end up in the top five standings of the league in the regular season next year for that I'd pick not it. to convey. So it's a not like Mo Bamba, this pick has a, a better chance of conveying <laughs> than the odds that Mo Bamba has one of the longest wingspans in the history of the planet. Mm -hmm. which is pretty good. Um, so, yeah, we got cash considerations from the Boston Celtics. We got P.J. Dozier, and we got Bull Bull, basically for that second-round pick thank that we Thank you for sang. your time, P.J. Dozier. Yeah, thank you for your services. Um, but for real, thank you for your services, Michael Carter-Williams and Etwan Moore, who the Magic basically waived. Um, I guess they technically had to waive them to oh, have this deal go spots. through. But now waiving... Bull Bull, well, not waving Bull Bull, keeping Bull Bull and waving PJ Dozier, the Magic now just have an open roster spot. So we'll talk about that. But first, what do you think of this uh, transaction? Um, specifically that one, or how this deadline stacked up to what? Whatever, we wh whatever your heart leads you to, my mm -hmm. my boy. Okay, all right. Uh, so like you said, nothing of what we thought was going to happen, and even the latter of what I thought was going to happen, which was like. 
Gary Harris gets bought out. That hasn't happened. So it's like reports are that it will likely not happen. Right. So that's which I know you're very happy about. You know, I am a little bit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Pleasantly surprised about Gary. T. Ross tweets out, "I'm not leaving." Right as the deadline not hits. Not effing leaving. I'm not effing leaving. And um, yeah. I I I don't know what that means. Like T. Ross apparently. I don't know if he's just having fun with it, like if he kind of wanted to leave or if he was just kind of like, I'm good with staying put if you guys don't find anything. And uh makes me wonder what that means for him next year. Like, does he get traded on draft night still? Um, I think you gotta. I, right. Well, you, well I thought you'd, you, know, you you should have traded him the other day if you're going to trade him eventually anyway. But I, well, let's, All right, let's pause right here. The argument for not trading Terrence Ross is – if the offer was two second round picks, you can get that on draft night. Mm. Yeah. Like the, like his value is not going to go down between now and the draft. Well, not if they're offering you seconds. Well, now, yeah, if they yeah. offered you I, a first, if they offered a first, like, the deal got done. You had my to boy. Have gotten it done. Yeah. They just, they, they, you know, were offered and the know, Lakers go cry me a river, by the way. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, you guys were working on it, a little deal. Terrence, but you you couldn't throw down the pick, which is hilarious. Like you guys would benefit from somebody coming off screens and shooting the three ball, despite it being like if it's not his worst career year from three, whatever. But but you wouldn't give Throw up him. what uh, what old Weltham wanted. So you know, that's what it is. Sorry, Palinka. Yep, sorry. you ain't fleecing the fleecer. Hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, but but carry on. I just wanted to address that. You know, Terrence yeah. Ross. Um, other than that, man, I, I'm not getting hot and bothered about Bull Bull. All right, I, I'm just not. Yeah, I'm not. He he averages like two points a game. So, you, uh, some people are like, it was worth a flyer. I was like, yeah, ultimately this cost the Magic nothing. It Liter- didn't. No, like it literally, literally cost, cost the Magic nothing. So whatever. But you couldn't have found a flyer on a different guy other than a meme. It's just whatever, man. Well, this is what I've. This is what I think. Obviously, the kid is insanely talented, like insanely, like literally a gift from God. Mm-hmm. The a way that he's able to move, obviously his size and everything. His father, Manute Bowl, NBA player, so it's like, oh, I mean, the odds are, you know, mm-hmm. he was gigantic. So you know, his son's probably got a few inches shorter, but he, he's there. What's that? He's a few inches shorter than his dad. Well, yeah. I mean, like, come on, like he's seven two. His dad was like seven seven. What are you gonna do? Like my kid, poor thing, is gonna be screwed with a receding hairline. Mm. But like you know, some people, you know, they're just seven foot instead of seven two or whatever the case may be. Right. All that to say, if this works out, John and Jeff look like geniuses. If it doesn't work out, everyone's like, oh yeah, you literally did it for free. So. It's a no-lose situation for John and Jeff. Would yep. it be great to see him someday? Yeah, but I'm I'm not getting super you know excited about it. Um, yeah, it's just like oh okay, we have another guy now that we're not going to see because he's not able to you know play and is not healthy and everything like that. PJ Dozier towards ACL in November, so even if you kept him, you know you weren't seeing him this season. And it was just like, okay, another he's, guy that we're rehabbing an ACL. And although I find him, you know, I think he's an interesting player. I would have liked him here if he was healthy. But if he doesn't tear his ACL, he's still with Denver. So 
Um, yeah, pretty inconsequential trade deadline from the Magic. I tweeted out, sometimes the best deal that you make is the, the deal that you don't make. Which the Magic, you know, didn't give up any draft capital trying to, you know, get a, you know, a different young guy in here or a veteran or, you know, they didn't take on any, you know, bad contracts or anything like that. So what they've been working towards to, you know, procure draft capital and to have long-term flexibility with the cap, they still, they still have that, you know. Um, this is not a good free agency class coming up this summer. 2022 draft, uh, excuse me, free agency class rather, not draft class. Not a great free agency class. 2023 and 2024 are pretty juicy, mm-hmm. uh, but who knows what's going to happen with guys signing extensions. A lot of people have made the point that you don't really see guys test free agency so much anymore. They sign extensions, and then if they want out, they just go somewhere else because they want to sign where their bird rights are, where they have the potential to make the most money. And then if they want out, then they'll just force a trade because they're you know, crybaby millionaires or whatever, which is just like, I'm so over that Luke. This That's a whole nother podcast episode, but like stop signing somewhere and then complaining that you signed there. And then, and now you want out. And like, also you know, we've heard rumblings about Zion wanting out of new Orleans. If we can't get guys an extension from their rookie contract with the team that drafted him, there is literally not going to be any hope for small market teams. That's an, another podcast episode. We won't, we won't dive into that, but I just have to, get that off of off of my chest but um yeah I, I thought it was you know I thought we were going to make the moves for Gary and Terrence obviously the right deal didn't present itself you don't lose anything with Terrence now the interesting part of all of this is going to be Gary Harris I know you are a fan of re-signing Gary Harris I would be a fan of re-signing Gary Harris for the right deal although you and I have had prior conversations about this mm. and I know like if I'm Jeff and you're Gary's agent, we are very far away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In terms yeah. of like making that deal happen. So it's just going to come down to, you know, what Gary wants and kind of what his market value is this summer. I think they're going to overpay. I hope not because like I just mentioned, they went through all this trouble and they've emphasized how important it is to keep long-term cap flexibility. And if you end up, you know, overpaying for Gary Harris, then, you know, you might not have the the necessary cap space to make the moves that you need to make to get a star. Like we're not talking about trading for guys, you know, who are making twenty, thirty million dollars anymore. These guys are making high thirty, low forty million dollars right now. And some of these guys on their next extensions, like I think it was um is it Bobby Marks on ESPN, like the old assistant Nets GM and now he's like their cap guy. Mm-hmm. He said before Harden opted into the final year once he got traded with Philadelphia. He's got one year left and then he's a free agent. Had he not opted into that and decided to sign an extension there this offseason, in the third and fourth years of his contract, he would have been making like $60 million. Crazy. Like, you need a crap ton of money. I almost swore for the first time on this podcast. (laughs) You need a you-know-what ton of money Uh. to, like, get these guys now so i am not a fan of overpaying for gary harris respectfully he maybe he does deserve to get overpaid somewhere but specifically for the magic unless unless one of these guys in this draft 
just becomes like a guy who is going to project into like a top 12 guy because that's what it takes to win a title. Like it's great to have all stars, like whatever. The Kings now have two all stars in De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis, and they're going to just be in the playing game for the rest of eternity. You need more than an all star. Like you need a top 10 to 12 guy if you want a chance to win the finals. And it's going to take a lot of money to get those guys. If the Magic are planning on going out and getting that type of player in the next couple of years, you're going to need as much cap space as you can get. Yeah, I think the reality lies in the fact that it's just going to... Orlando's not a spot where people are going to come play uh, unless they are traded or drafted. So it, you know, is what it is. But but that's just the reality. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens with old Gary. But it, it feels like they're going to resign him. There's um, definitely, there has to be, I feel at least a little bit of mutual interest at there, this point. There, if has, he's not there being has bought to be. out. There has yeah. to be. And that's the reason I think that they, they have told him, listen, we're, we're one of the teams that has the biggest cap space this, this summer. I think they're like second magic or second or third in cap space so far. So that's all subject to change, but kind of all signs indicate to, to pay and Gary just a, a little bit more than maybe some people are comfortable. I'm pulling up, uh, and, I, and I don't think I think that it, it could be like a, a two-year deal, regardless of what it is. But I think that you could be looking at Gary for another year or two. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking into um, you know Gary's uh, you know current like contract situation right now. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at that. I'm just looking at like what he what he's been paid in in previous years. So basically, like his last uh, deal, four-year, eighty-four million dollars. And it actually like um like it went in like ascending order. Like it increased year over right. year. The first year he made sixteen and a half million in the final year this year it's twenty point four million dollars, twenty seven. How often do we see guys sign a contract at twenty four years old and then like their next contract is less than like the previous contract. Like usually that's not what guys are looking for. So no, he's not reached. I like think there's what a chance potential was when he signed that contract by any Yeah. I, I think there's a chance that he's like, you know, like he, I, if any team is willing to pay him, you know, anywhere near $84 million on the next contract. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dapping myself up right now. Godspeed to you, Gary Harris. Yeah. Like, and, and br- buy your agent, something nice. I, I don't know what, his contract will look like Jonathan, um, but I would I would do two for thirty two, for Gary just a two year deal sixteen a year. 16 these mil. these salaries are only getting more as you said. Like I really don't think that's terrible for for where we're headed in terms of the future of of cap space. It's it's increasing year over year basically. So I, I think I think that's something that you could see happen. I mean sixteen mil. What did he, bro, What did you say? A he, lot of money. You said it was what his current one's like four for eighty four. You said, yeah, four for eighty four. I mean, sixteen Average million dollars right now would put him in the same category as Dejounte Murray, uh, Kevin well, Herter, Lowy Markinen. I mean, we pay Jonathan Isaac seventeen point four million. Derek White makes seventeen point five. If you go down the list a little bit more, you've got like Davis Bertans at fifteen, Malik Beasley at fifteen, Luke Kennard at fourteen. I mean. I don't know. I, I just feel like twenty-eight-year-old Gary Harris. I mean, we paid we paid Terrence Ross um, four years, fifty-four million at twenty-eight years old. Um, 
so that was like annual value of 13 and a half. I know that uh, decreased year over year. Do you think this team values Gary Harris as much as the Magic valued Terrence Ross in the summer of 2019? Because I don't think they do. Well, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think they do. Well, full transparency, I, I have no clue. I mean, Fair. clearly they I, value him. All right, full transparency, I have no clue. Yeah. So, yeah. so guys, you guys can just turn off the podcast. We don't know anything. <laughs> no, we don't know what we're talking. We don't know. About. We're just spitballing here. I am throwing things at the wall. No, but but in all seriousness, I have no idea. And like I said, the NBA has increasing cap space. Like every, it seems like every but summer. This is my thing. We saw a huge increase in the summer of 2016. Ended up with Evan Fournier getting paid like near a hundred million dollars with a fifth year player option, and we paid Biznak Biombo eighty million. So, so you didn't have to remind me of that. Well, but. I'm I'm I just like I hope the next time we see a spike like that, everyone remembers what happened that summer. Well, to be fair, two years at thirty two million for Gary Harris I is not equivalent to Evan Fournier's ridiculous. No, it's definitely not. And Bismack. I, I just think it, I just think it could be. There's a reason he like is still here. I'm not saying that like it's great, but I'm not gonna be like, you know, putting my my fist up to the sky and 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 cursing them for signing Gary to 16 mil a year. I, I, not at all. Now, if we got to like 20 million, then forget about it. Like too much. But I don't. I just don't. I don't see a world where they pay him 16. But we I didn't think, see a world where he was still around after the deadline. Like you, there's, it's, there's, this a, still diff, fan, there's a difference. This is still fantasy land, uh, whether it be a nightmare or a dream. All right, like he is still here. It's <laughs> a major He's, difference. But he is still here. Not being able to trade a guy making twenty million dollars and just letting his contract play out versus saying, "Oh, you know what? We're going to pay this guy sixteen million dollars a year." I think that is. Very, very, very we'll different. Uh, the one of the things that I am most excited to visit this offseason is to see what happens with Gary Harris solely I for these conversations. You, I guarantee you, and I'm going to preface this: Magic, like NBA Twitter, Magic Twitter is not always correct. Mm. I guarantee you, the Magic signed Gary Harris to six a sixteen million dollar a year contract. If it's two, I think they could be like, okay, I kind of get it. One, it'd be like, all right, you're just you know. You're basically just throwing away a year of you know cap space or whatever. If it's more than two years at sixteen million dollars, people are going. The Magic did what? Oh, it's a, it's different if it's over over more than two. But I'm saying two for All right. two for. If you 30, want Gary here for three two. years? I'm giving him thirteen million dollars max. That's fine. And I want that to like decrease year over year. So if they're going to give him like sixteen or seventeen year one, I'm fine with that. Right. So don't want to be, we will yeah. we will revisit this and as we revisit everything. I mean, right. we will we, we have will nothing revisit else to do. This. Let's be exactly. honest with ourselves. Uh, come uh, the off season and free agency, Luke. One last thing I wanted to ask you before we jump off here. So I was on um you know the Locked On Magic like extravaganza that we did with you know a bunch of the other Magic podcasts this week, mm-hmm. and there was um there was a question asked kind of towards the end, which I wanted to prompt to you. What does um what does success look like to you for the magic in 2023 next season? What do you think the magic need to do next season? Like where do they or need to end? Starting now we can talk, you can go draft free agency next regular season. I I think that, you know, I don't. So as far as like draft goes, 
you're hoping that this team gets a top five pick, right? You, you hope this team gets a top five pick. We've already top three is what Jonathan is signaling right now. He wants a top three, but like for the sake of my hopes, I'm going to say top five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my dreams being crushed. So yeah, I think that as far as like going into next season, I'd like to see this team make the plan. I think this is this is baby steps. I think that after the after next like going into next season, I don't want to be like we're in a heavy rebuild still. Like I don't want to look at the roster and be like, man, this is a jack up roster. Like I, I want it to be, you know, polished. I want Wilhelm to like put their money where their mouth is. I want them to bring back the guys who they think are going to help them win. Let go of the guys who are not going to contribute to long term success. Um. And so I think that I I would say play-in play in realm would be great. The Magic could be like a, a nine seed. Um, nine seed, eight seed would be awesome. The East is just so competitive now. I feel like the league is like very well-rounded. So I, I'm not sure really what to expect with this team. But I think next year, if I could just see us make the play-in and not have to worry about being the worst team in the league again record-wise... That would be fantastic, and you got to stay healthy. That's also part of big part of success. I think whatever happens in the draft, whatever happens in free agency, I think what the Magic need to be doing in 2023 is you need to prove to the guys that are you know either getting ready to sign extensions elsewhere or getting ready to enter into free agency that the Magic are a legitimate up and coming young team a team that you can make the case is missing one or two pieces mm. because I mean, the last time the magic signed a major free agent was Richard Lewis in the summer of 2008. Yep. So if the magic are ever going to be attractive in terms of a free agent destination, guys obviously look at, you know, the city that they're in, but they also look at the situation in terms of being able to win. Right. Yeah. Like Chris Paul re-signed in Phoenix or signed in Phoenix, rather, because he looked at the roster and said, I, I can I can bring this team to mm-hmm. the playoffs and we can we can actually make a deep run. Now, you could argue Phoenix might be a better, you know, free agent destination than Orlando. I think that is a legitimate argument mm-hmm. to be had. But I feel like twenty twenty three, you need to be taken serious enough by the league and guys around the league so that when free agency comes or if you have a star that gets disgruntled in the next, you know, 24 months or whatever, like, you know, looking at the trade deadline, you know, two years from now, um, the Magic need to be able to say, hey, if, you know, we make a trade for you, like, we want you to resign because you are the piece that could help us, you know, go deep into the playoffs and potentially, like, have a title run. Yeah. You know, like you alluded to, this time next year, we don't want to be talking about being in a heavy rebuild. All the credit in the world to John and Jeff, but... People are making note of the fact that we're in year one of a rebuild, as my dogs are barking, <laughs> that we're in year one of the rebuild, but it really looks like we're in year two or three of the rebuild with the pieces that we have in place. Yeah. So, you know, it's great that these guys have done a good job, but you're only going to have the benefit of the doubt for so long because you've already kind of like exceeded expectations, if you will. Yeah. So you've got to keep that momentum going. I don't want to see us in the lottery. Well, we're probably going to be in the lottery next year, you know, potentially, but I don't want to see us, you know, in, you know, contention for a, a top five, top three pick or yeah. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to, you know, start progressing forward. So 
Luke, last thing. Are we going to see J.I. and Markel this year? Ah, man. It's the, it's the first time you've asked me that question where I'm like... Maybe not. Maybe not. That's how I feel. I, I don't... I mean, dude, we're in February. Yep. We've been talking about these guys all year. At what point do we just say... Literally every episode. Yeah, at what point do we say it's not going to happen? I'm I'm very much like I'm already prepared for that, you know. That we're we're not going to see them the the rest of the year. I I think that they're shut down. Yeah. All right, Luke. Last thing I want to do, I want to uh, shout out our patrons, and then we have a voicemail. Um, that you know we heard it, and we just feel that you all should have the privilege privilege of hearing it because it yeah. was it was really great. Um, I feel like we addressed basically what you know the contents of the voicemail, but. Yeah, this, let's be clear. Man. We're just playing it because it's hilarious and we got a lot of joy from it. So yeah, after that somber true. note that we just ended on, we'll, we'll yeah. do that. All right, real quick, we want to shout out our patrons. Uh, our new patron, Gabe Gaines, thank you so much for helping support the show. We really appreciate Gabe Gaines. Uh, your help. Gabe Gaines. So shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman and Eric Segovia. If you guys want to help financially support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. And uh, right before we sign off here, we're going to let our boy Jimmy buckets um, brighten up your day. Here. Yeah. Hey, it's Jimmy buckets, right? Figured I'd call in early in the morning, you know, before the trade deadline. I swear to God, I'm sitting here. I'm smoking a blunt before I go to work. And I'm seeing these rumors that he's going to go to the Celtics. For all I'm concerned, we gave Fournier to the Celtics. I get it. One year expiring. Two first, second round picks that we don't even fucking use. Hell no. If I if I get off work and see that we did not get the Celtics first round pick for Terrence Ross, I'm going to blow up. But, yeah, I just figured I'd let you guys know that for sure. And, um, yeah, yo, you guys are killing it. You know, like, I'm tapped in all platforms. You know what I mean? Stop playing. But, yeah, no, nah, I wish you guys the best of success. And hopefully we win today and, like, we look good going into next year. You know what I mean? Stop playing. Stop playing. Jimmy Buckets, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I think Jimmy's going to be happy to learn. Well, he already knows that the Magic didn't trade, you know, Terrence Ross to the Celtics for less than a first-round pick. And, yeah, be like Jimmy. Be tapped in on all platforms, guys. All platforms. Shout out Jimmy Buckets. Shout out Jimmy Buckets. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. We're going to go enjoy the Super Bowl. Luke, have a good night. Uh, For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya! Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic.